Hello, and welcome to Pop Culture Hangfire with Christian and Gabriel. The podcast where we normally talk about all the things that Gabriel missed out when he was young by no fault of his own. And we kind of fill him in on some of those things and and potentially uh, give him ideas of things he needs to watch. But today, today's different. All right, Gabe, seeing as today is the 24th of, of uh, December when this episode should be released, uh, I think we should talk about Christmas in pop culture. Now, I like it. Yeah. One of my favorites. Now, I, uh, we both obviously grew up a little bit different, uh, but I think in my end, it's even more different because I was born in Central America, in Nicaragua, and a lot of my Christmas... Um, Christmas traditions followed me and I never took on any of the American traditions. So for us, for example, the big day is the 24th, Noche Buena. It's uh, it's a day that like it's for family. We all meet up, we all eat and drink and stay up past, you know, midnight. And at midnight, we give each other gifts and we open the gifts and then we continue drinking until, you know, four or five in the morning. And the 25th is really recovery day for us. <laughs> a lot of food again, visits maybe, but they're late in the day because no one's getting up at, you know, eight, nine in the morning on, on, on Christmas Day. So growing up, it was a lot of that. It was um, specifically, you know, because we, we didn't have a lot of family here. We had, um, we, we had one very specific uncle that would, uh, that would take us in on Christmas, uh, my Uncle Mo. And uh, if it wasn't for him, we would not have traditional Christmases. Like, uh, you know, we were invited, we'd have games, we'd eat. We'd stay up until midnight, and, and thanks to them, like, we as kids had gifts, you know? And uh, growing up, once we were all a little bit older, and we we visited them on the on the 25th, but then the family time turned into us on the 24th, where all the brothers would meet up, and we'd all have dinner and drink and stay up till midnight. And I'm talking, like, guys in their 20s and their 30s, you know, we'd be at my mom's house till midnight drinking and eating, and she'd love it because she'd have her boys home. And, um, and yeah, we would just, uh, you know, just get drunk until midnight, give out gifts and continue drinking. You know, that was the tradition. And so I mean, it sounds fantastic. If I'm, yeah, if I'm being honest, it was, I'm not going to lie. It was, uh, and then slowly as we all got older and, you know, our, our started creating our own, uh, our own ways, you know, we, we still are in touch, but I think we are now celebrated differently. Like I was never a fan of Christmas in the sense of Christmas. So now as an adult, I mean, you know, I, I'm not going out of my way doing any any Christmas decorations or things like that. If I'm with someone that does that, I, I'm more, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to poison the well or anything. But I am not one to initiate that type of thing. Now, if it involves crafts and calligraphy, I'm all in. But uh, if it's like, hey, we need to go find the tree and then we need to do this and do that. I'm like, no, no, we don't. We need to do any of those things at all. Uh, certain traditions I've created for myself with age, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but, but yeah, from being a kid to now, very different, very much about family before, about the 24th, about the ginormous feasts. And, uh, and now as an adult, I'm like, I, it's the same, but now just, I'm okay doing it by myself. I'm great doing it by myself. What about it's you? a good adaptation for these modern times. Yeah. What about yourself? Uh, so for, 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 
for me, it's there's also been a metamorphosis as time has gone on. But to start, it was based very solidly uh, in uh, religious uh, celebration. So, uh, like most Christmases. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get into the history, but but uh, yes, uh, Christmas under the name Christmas, we we uh, we would do uh, Christmas uh, mass, and um, so that means whatever day of the week it happens to be, you're going to church. Um, for sure. As as kids, we always had like I, I got a, a number of aunts and uncles. And so you did have the big uh, family Christmas get together to look forward to at some point um, at someone's house, all the cousins running around um, presents, all kinds of very, you know, regular kind of Christmas stuff. But at home, it was the focus was very much on uh, be be like thankful and don't be overly commercial. So we uh, we opened one present a day. However many presents you had that that came to you, like when you were at the house, people like you got mailed or they were given, you know, to, to have, you got to open one a day. And however long that lasted, that's what it what you did. And and, and it sort of fell into, again, uh, the church does the whole octave of uh, Christmas, you know, so for big, big feasts and holidays, like there's an eight day kind of change in the in the in the liturgy at church for that. Well, it, it was always funny. My mom would always say stuff. She's bad at waiting to give presents. Like she wants to, if something's useful or going to be enjoyed, she's very much a, you know, here you go. And so we, I, I should always be given something. You'd get something in June or whatever. And she'd say, remember when Christmas rolls around, and there's no gifts. Remember that you got this. And there was never no gifts. So I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand what, <laughs> I mean, to, I guess the stress of adulthood. <laughs> she's trying to teach you a lesson. And you were all like, mom, but there's always gifts. What are you talking about? Is this, yeah, is this I, a rhetorical question, Mom? <laughs> but uh, that was uh, that was how that would go, and uh, that stands out in my mind as something that regularly you heard as a from whatever point, probably when I was like five or six, I don't know, uh, on up. Like just remember, but there was always there was always she'd always go to the closet, pull something out of somewhere, and it was always like you know she would also do this thing where she'd be like, well, I didn't have time to wrap or whatever, and so like just here you go, you know, I got this, and uh, but uh, she, you know, again for the majority of my childhood single parent work. She worked all the holidays was the thing. Oh, she was a nurse, nurse, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, per diem, she picked up shifts and she'd usually try to get as many hours as possible because that's the best pay, you know, on the holidays. So we would often celebrate kind of in the immediate family uh, at some time off of a birthday or a holiday. So Christmas was no different. You know, you, you do something in, in the house, like, you know, a little bit differently. Never bothered us as kids, you know, honestly, the attachment to the day. Some people are very attached to the specific it has to be. But uh, the practicalities of life, you know, can get in the way. So that was like, yeah, I remember I think one childhood um, Christmas at home, I can remember having a tree because somebody gave us a tree. Mm. So there was one time we actually had the tree and had some ornaments on it and did that whole thing. Otherwise, the tree wasn't a thing. Lights and decorations wasn't really. Again, what was she going to do? Like, she worked that that day and was very busy in that season in general she wasn't really going to go do all that stuff so we did a, a lot of uh, uh christmas with other people too oh, okay. so the evolution as a as a as a teen we got into this where we'd go with friends to their family christmas thing to my 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 best buddy and uh when i was a little before and then in high school was uh we'd go with their family and and, and they did the very like you know every year was at somebody's house very big deal. You had to go both sides of the family. <laughs> so you had two Christmases because you had to do it with both sides of the family. It was very much a, a holiday obligation <laughs> for everyone. 
I enjoyed it though. And again, good food. I got to eat everywhere. So now as an adult, how do you, how do you handle it? So as an adult, I, I now get to be the big kid and have the Christmas stuff that I, I, I maybe didn't. So I, every year I get a tree, a real Christmas tree Wow. and lights. And I'm slowly growing my, my ornament collection. I didn't go all out at once. I don't, I don't have any of the, like, here's a round shiny ball ornaments. They're all like individual and unique. And a lot of them are ridiculous. So I'll, I'll get, uh, I have like I have a Lego Boba Fett that I've had for years now at this point that he always gets a spot high up on the tree. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a few like that. I've gotten gifts of some uh, for 2020. I got a uh, it's it looks like a snowflake and it's carved. It's very artistic. And it's got uh, I think it just says, fuck you, 2020 in like cursive script. It looks like a snowflake. It's all very beautifully. Nice. Yeah. So I've got uh, I've got some unique ornaments. And uh, yeah, I do. Uh, big uh like uh, just a big kid uh christmas morning i do christmas morning with friends so we all get together in pajamas and, and open presents and uh drink hot chocolate and uh, on christmas eve i go to church nowadays it's the performative like uh non-denominational it's really it's like cirque de soleil they literally have people <laughs> up in there like unfurling <laughs> themselves from ribbons they play on a big screen they have their own like christmas like kind of story they do every year it's high production value <laughs> These guys are making good money off it. This is free or you have to pay to go there? It's free. Like, it's free. It's like a come to church. It's still church that, you know, you get a little sermon, you know, about about all the good you can do and how people, you know, need to give and and love and all that stuff. But, uh, but yeah, so I do that with uh, my friend's family and, uh, and then do big, just a big kid. But I always, as soon as I can, like the, the, the weekend after Thanksgiving, I'm out to get a tree and I keep it I, far longer than I should. Wow. Because I like it. Wow. That, uh, I'm, I, I, part of me is like, wow, I didn't know you, you, like you did all that. You were such a, you're such a adult when it comes to Christmas in that sense. Uh, I do not do not do any of those things. Uh, okay. All right. So before we get into, uh, the pop culture part of it, why don't you give us a little bit of, uh, Christmas history and well, okay, so... I was going to say, while you do that, I'll just go ahead and begin a Christmas tradition by drinking, some Motorhead whiskey and cola. The Lemmy, I oh, call it. I, I'm sure it would be approved. Lemmy I think so, approved. too. So I, I think most people have an inkling that, like, Christmas isn't the, in the modern iteration, really isn't what it was. And, like, there's a, I think a lot of people also have heard about the whole, like, you know, co-opting of, of pagan tradition. And, and uh, that's largely true. So uh, it's even moved beyond this, but like, if you wanted to describe it, you'd call Christmas a Christian festival celebrating the birth of Jesus. Right. Um, it's fairly recent origin comes generally. It's you'd agree that it comes from a uh, Germanic tradition of Yule, um, but that goes into Anglo-Saxon and all kinds of stuff. It's celebrating the winter solstice really. Um, and there's, there's a lot of interesting correlations that I didn't know about when I was looking this up as to why specifically the 25th, right? Oh, okay. So it isn't when when baby uh, baby Jesus was born. Oh, you know what? Uh, hang, hang on. Actually, I will say that that growing up, we didn't believe in Santa Claus. He was never part of our lore. For mm. us, it's baby Jesus that gives you your gifts. We didn't like. I I don't I don't think there was ever a point in my life that I believed in Santa Claus. Actually, I don't think that was ever. Um, which is always interesting. It's the interesting thing, right? Like I've seen all this stuff about like, what do you do with your kid? Like, I think I've seen people ask on Reddit, like, how, like, what's the best way to do this? Because, like, you don't want to be 
the parent that's like sends your kid to school and he's like, yeah, Santa's not real <laughs> at whatever age <laughs> that that becomes a thing. I don't ever remember having like thinking that he was real or anything. And again, the the especially as a young child, the idea here was don't be greedy and don't be commercial and you got to be thankful for everything. And it's, you know. Okay. Yeah, uh, I wanted to yeah. make I wanted to make sure. I, I, right now, you triggered that memory. I was like, oh yeah, I never believed in Christmas. Oh, yeah, baby Jesus, baby Jesus. Yeah. Which I mean, it, it it it's a lot easier to have one 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 person who does all the the supernatural things rather than to have to have a whole another. Like, well, why does why does Saint Nicholas have the ability to give presents well, to all the good boys and girls? Because he's just a baby, Gabe. He's just he's just been born. My God, give the baby a break. He's gonna eventually save. Be the salvation of of, of, of humanity. He's only got thirty three years on this earth, and you're going to make sure the and, first thing he has to do is go give gifts to everybody. And really, there's those twenty years where we don't know what he did. Right. I, I imagine mean, a lot of wood carving. I mean, I hear he was a pretty good uh, chair maker and table. Yeah, carpenter. Valuable skills in the day. So, origins. Go go. Sorry. Right. So the early Christian community. Uh, didn't actually they 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 distinguished between the identification of the date of Jesus' birth um, and the celebration of the event. Um, the actual observance of the day of Jesus' birth was long in coming. Uh, in particular, during the first two centuries of Christianity, there was a strong opposition to recognizing the birthdays of martyrs or Jesus. Uh, numerous church fathers offered sarcastic comments about the pagan custom of celebrating birthdays, when in fact saints and martyrs should be honored on the day of their martyrdom. There are true air quotes birthdays from the church's perspective. So there was this uh, tug of war in early Christianity where, I mean, people I think kind of naturally are inclined to celebrate. It's a pretty human thing to do. They thought they were celebrating the wrong aspect. Um, the precise origin of assigning December 25th as the birth date of Jesus is unclear. The New Testament provides no clues in that regard. December 25th was first identified as the date of Jesus' birth by Sextus Julius Africanus in 221 and later became the universally accepted date. One Wait, widespread. Hmm? I was going to say, did they lose that information with the dinosaur information? Because I, I hear that oh. that's not getting mentioned in the Bible either. That's probably true. They probably took it, honestly. Can you imagine if the dinosaurs stole the information and that's why they got eliminated? They were like, there's a great war over the date of Jesus' Wait, birth. Are you saying that Jesus Christ was part of the Illuminati? Uh, I, I mean, I think I'm hinting at that strongly. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Not my god. <laughs> um, one widespread explanation of the origin of the date is that December 25th, they were uh, Christianizing the, I don't, don't want to mispronounce this, but De Solis Invicti Nati, the day of the birth of the unconquered sun, a popular holiday in Roman Empire that was celebrated um, the winter solstice as a symbol of the resurgence of the sun, casting away winter and heralding uh, of the rebirth of spring and summer. They kind of just co-opted the day that was the most pagan celebrated. And um, interestingly, you've got sun and sun, you know, S-U-N for the sun and S-O-N for, you know, son of God. So uh, it's sort of just they kind of as time went on, it was just like, yep, that's the day. And uh, it sort of uh, faded, the protest faded. Um, naturally, uh, it went from, so it, the progression is pagan holiday celebrating, you know, winters finally coming to an end. And then a day before central heating, um, that is definitely something to celebrate. And then it went to this religious thing. And then, of course, we've come full circle because capitalism. And uh, we're back to being a very uh, 
consumeristic uh, uh, holiday. So none of the contemporary Christian customs uh, have their origin in theological or liturgical affirmations and are mostly fairly uh, recent date. Let's see. What else do we have? When did we get real commercial here? Let me see if I can find that. Uh, towards the end of the 18th century, the practice of giving gifts to family members became well established. Wow. So there you go. So e- even even farther back there, we we wound up with the gift killing, giving some of the classic uh, Christmas carols. Uh, the tradition of celebrating Christmas as a secular family holiday is splendidly illustrated by a number of uh, English Christmas carols, such as "Here We Come." Is it is it a, a wassailing? Like how do you say that even? Wait, is it like like is it S S A O? I was like, oh, I thought you were. I thought it was like Elmer Fudd. You know, I'm, I'm, you know. Be, <laughs> That's how I'm going with the pronunciation. Be very, very quiet. I'm wanting rabbits. I'm a wassailing. <laughs> um, and uh, deck the halls. Wait, that goes back so. to the 1800s. Yeah. Well, Holy. those that's English Christmas Carol. Let's see. Let's look at the. Hang on. What is the actual deck the halls? 1862. Wow. I really. It's thought, Welsh. I really thought that was so, going to be a lot uh, younger because it, it sounds like a young song. You know, like a uh, hip. It's actually even older. The melody. The melody is Welsh, dating back to the 16th century, and begins. Uh, belongs to a winter carol, Nos Galan, while the English lyrics written by the Scottish musician um, Thomas Oliphant date to 1862. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah, That's not a, a young, not a young song by any stretch. No. All right, what else you got on history, or, or is that a, or, or is that it? Uh, in North America, the pre-Christmas role of Christian Saint Nicholas was transformed under the influence of the poem "A Visit from Saint Nicholas." or twas the night before Christmas, into the increasingly central role of Santa Claus as the source of Christmas gifts for the family. Uh, in most European countries, gifts are exchanged on Christmas Eve, December 24th, in keeping with the notion that baby Jesus was born on the night of the 24th. The morning of December 25th, however, has become the time for exchange of gifts in North America. In the 17th and 18th century Europe, the modest exchange of gifts took place in the early hours of the 25th, when the family returned home from Christmas Mass. When the evening of the 24th became the time for the exchange of gifts, the Christmas mass was set into late afternoon of that day. Uh, In North America, the centrality of the morning of the 25th of December as the time of the family to opening has led, with the exception of Catholic and some Lutheran and Episcopal churches, to the virtual end of holiday church services on that day. A striking illustration of the way societal customs influence liturgical practices. Wow, isn't it funny how the church started it and then they lost control of it? It's almost like Frankenstein and his monster. it's it's more like they co-opted it and did their thing and then they got edged out just like they <laughs> tried to edge out the, like it's this tug of war in history you know because the yeah. pagans were just having a good time and saying like look it's gonna get warm finally and we're the crops and all that stuff so, um, an excuse to party and this is a great segue to start talking about how christmas is celebrated uh throughout the world so my my part of the podcast was going to be talking about that and as i as i did the research i was like oh my god uh, there's a ton of information about different countries. So then I was like, well, how do I decide what countries I'm going to talk about? Because we can't spend an hour talking about them. So right. I, so then I was like, okay, let me just talk about some of the countries that I visited. And then I'm Ooh, like, okay, that's go. that's connected to some of it. Now, I will say this. I'm looking at my notes right now. And remember that that Motorhead Whiskey and Cola was talking about? It might have. I do. It might have spilled a little bit at the bottom of my page. And, and that might have happened. <laughs> <laughs> there is a uh, there is a noticeable blot for those who uh, yeah yeah those of you but it, listening. It's, it's mostly Romania, so I'll kind of make that up as I go. 
All right, so it's going to be really interesting when we get there. Yeah. So for for Finland, Christmas started being called Joulupukki, which translates to Christmas goat. And that eventually turned into Christmas and then Father Christmas. But I found that interesting because before doing this research, I have seen people put up uh, little handmade um, <laughs> ornaments that were goats. And I was like, why the goats? Um, goats. Turns out it goes back <laughs> into their history as that's what Christmas was about. So the other thing that makes uh, Finland very interesting is that this is where basically the world has claimed that Santa lives. The northern part of, uh, of Finland is uh, Lapland. And that is where Christmas land is. And that's where the home of Santa Claus has been inequivocally, you know, uh, decided by the entire world. Is that where NORAD tracks his launch? Yeah, that's exactly it. Here, they take Christmas very serious. So these are holy days, the 23rd, the 24th, and the 25th. Like, these are legit holidays. You take these time off. Uh, so Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and, you know, what everybody refers to as Boxing Day or the day after Christmas. And it's a common practice here for people to visit cemeteries and visit uh, their loved ones that have passed on. And they carry these um, um, lanterns and they leave them uh, next to the uh, tombstones to like celebrate the dead. So that's an interesting one. Now, the 24th, big family uh, gatherings. Wait, dinners. is there did, is that a day they do that on, the, on a specific day? Or on is the that 25th, just... on the 25th. Oh, on Christmas Day? On is Christmas they do Day, that? yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right. Metal. Very much so, especially because, you know, they do have a lot of metal here. But yeah, so, but no, but uh, Christmas is taken very serious here. They they love them, them some Christmas. And remember, there's no Thanksgiving here. So, you know how, like, there's that rule of, like, you can't be celebrating, kind of like what you said, like, the week after Thanksgiving, I get my tree. There's no rules, you man. They don't have to wait till Thanksgiving. It's the Wild West. <laughs> wild West when it comes to Christmas, all right? I, I'm, I'm picturing, too, that everyone just literally goes out to their backyard and chops down the tree they want. I mean, you know, I don't want you to tell me different, but that's how I'm picturing it. I am not going to tell you different because that's exactly what I would do if I was into Christmas. There's beautiful pine trees here everywhere. Oh, yeah. I've seen pictures, man. It's uh, that's I mean, that's that's got to be by itself enough of a reason to say that's where Santa lives because it looks like it should be. This is where Santa should live. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, next, we move on to Ireland, another country I've been to a few times. Ireland, very much like the U.S., shares those commonalities of, you know, uh, the trees and the caroling and things like that. Seeing as Ireland is very uh, religious, or at least in their history, it goes along with the Christmas religion, uh, the Christmas spirit. The one thing they do here that I, well, at least from the reading, right? So here, uh, Christmas Day and the day after Christmas, St. Stephen's Day or Boxing Day, whatever you want to call it. Boxing um, sounds cooler. We're going to go with that, I think. And much like you said before, uh, Santa Claus is, is called St. Nick or St. Nicholas. But the one thing they do here, it, it's, it's interesting. Again, look, this is from the Internet, everybody. If there's an Irish listener right now and I am way off, blame the Internet, OK? I don't know any better. I'm just American and ignorant. And if the internet says it, it must be true. I feel like I feel like we were you just reiterated when you said I'm an American, I'm ignorant. I think I don't think we need to be. We could we could save some tape on that. Yeah, we could we don't want to take up too much of the internet. <laughs> oh, taking too much of the internet. That's a good one. Um 
But yeah, the one thing that they said that's traditional here is um, putting a very thick candle in the largest window of your home. And it's basically the light for Mary and Joseph to find their path. So that I thought that if, was interesting. If everyone puts one up, though, aren't they going to get confused? Well, no, Ireland is where the light would bring them all. Yeah, but they'll, well, which house are they going to pick? You're also, you're not even questioning the fact that he's going to have to find the boat somewhere. I don't know if he you can know. walk on. He can walk on water. Oh shoot! Yeah, never mind. Doesn't You're need, right. Doesn't need a boat. It's very confusing. Very confusing. Next, we move move over to the Philippines. Here, we talk about wild, wild west. They love them. There's some Christmas. They start messing with Christmas as early as September, bro, and they start celebrating Christmas around the 16th of December. Like they do not mess Perfect. around. Again, very much like the U.S., though, gift giving, uh, Christmas cards, carols and things like that. The one thing that stands out and much like uh, Ireland, they have something called parol. And it's they will take a, a very thick bamboo pole and they'll hang a star like lantern on it. And it's kind of like the um, the wise men light for them to follow. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, they're going to they're going to miss Jerusalem. Going yeah. Right past I was going to say. Mary and Joseph are going to end up in one place. And the wise men are going to end up in the Philippines. Just, I don't, well, I, I'm not sure. Seeing as Joseph looks like a man who doesn't drink, and Mary obviously should not be drinking. She's pregnant, after all. I feel like they're, they're, they're not in the right place. I think they should switch and go the other way because the Philippines are all about Noche Buena also, very much like the Latinos. At where they stay up all night and they have this midnight feast and they just gobble it up on the 24th. So the 24th is a big day for everybody in, in the Philippines. We move over to France, which was the last country I visited before the lockdowns happened. There, their decoration is the nativity crib. Seems like every house has it and it's found everywhere for sale for Christmas. Also super Catholic history. Super Catholic history. The biggest Christmas, 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 Christmas market in the world is in France, also in the northern part of France, Strasbourg. Oh, damn. Yep. Santa Claus is called uh, Pere Noel, and uh, very common for the Yule logs to be burned here or there. Uh, all right. Okay, here's the smudgy part, Bulgaria. So the 25th is the big day in Bulgaria, right? Now, legend has it that Mary went into labor in Bulgaria. Oh, right? Little gossip there. So they're, uh, you know, they're like, well, she started labor here, and then she ended up giving birth, you know. So so Jesus is Bulgarian, officially. He's a Bulgarian citizen. I think that's what the Bulgarians are saying. All right, fair. Uh, the 24th is a big uh, meal with the family. The According to my smudge, I think it says, Budici Velce. Somebody Bulgarian, please correct me. And this is an interesting thing. Um, the meal has to have an odd number of plates and dishes and also odd number of guests traditionally. That could, uh, that could, that could radically alter how you view your invite to Christmas. I mean, if you're like number 11, like, who, did they want to have you there or did they have 10 people they actually wanted and they said, damn it. Well, I was going to say the other one where they're like, Hey, you need to come, but no plus one. <laughs> How do you, you go. You know, and you're like, wait, what about it? You were number 11, so you get no plus one? Uh, I don't know. You could plus two. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Those are your choices. 
A traditional thing to do is to bake a pita bread and they put a coin in it and whoever finds the coin uh, gets good luck for the coming year. That's a fair way to decide that. The 24th is traditionally a vegan meal, but on the 25th, you know, we, got, for it. we got the meats. Kill all the animals. They pork it out. Uh, but speaking of uh, killing all the animals and meats, in Romania... Oh, man, there's a lot of smudging going on here. Um, okay, so I think I remember this part. So in Romania, traditionally, uh, farmers and farming companies or farming families, if you have a pig, you kill a pig for for Christmas. Not, and, a, not a porcine holiday, I see. No, no. Not a, not a porcine holiday? <laughs> <laughs> Um, the 24th is actually a traditional day for them because that's the day that they decorate the tree. Oh, they yeah. leave it to the last minute. <laughs> or the first minute, Gabe. Uh, so the yeah, 24th... Right. Last half full. Yes, the 24th is the uh, is the Christmas decoration day. I, th- ooh, I think that says caroling, carol singing. Car- yeah, probably. Uh, caroling is a thing. And then uh, within the carolers, there will be a man who will wear a multicolored goat mask who runs around causing, a, a, you know, mischief. And I was like, wait, goats? Uh, Finland? The Christmas goat? Huh? I don't know what Krampus is supposed to be, but he looks vaguely goat-like, too, in his visage. So somebody, somebody did not like that goat thing and was just like, you know what? I'm going to ruin it. In some other part of Europe. Yeah, but what about uh, but what about the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? I mean, Mr. Tumnus, who could be upset? Right? Were they confusing the Krumpus with a fawn? I don't see how you could. Have you seen a fawn? They they look nothing like Krampus. Or does or does Krumpus look nothing like a fawn? Mm. So yeah, uh, and then we'll end it with. Uh, Japan, because I've always I remember watching a documentary not too long ago about Japan and Christmas. And one really specific thing that that they said that is traditional there that blew my mind. So I wanted to make sure I left this for last. But Christmas is fairly new to Japan, literally a few decades old in their celebration. It's not a very religious country and Christmas is seen as a religious holiday. So it's it hasn't quite caught up, but they use it as a way to share happiness and less about the gift giving and things like that. So the 24th actually ends up being more of a romantic day for couples to hang out and to give each other gifts and to like, you know, be all lovey dovey. In 1974, Gabe, Kentucky Fried Chicken, KFC, you know the brand? You familiar? I'm, I'm familiar. They had a campaign called Kentucky for Christmas. And I kid you, I kid you not, Japan's traditional Christmas meal is a big old bucket of fried chicken from KFC. You know, I've seen that phenomena discussed, and there was actually, I can't remember the details, but a, a, year, a few years back, I saw something that, there's a, they're a very polite society too, obviously, right? Like obviously. that's very, you know, the, the, the public well-being comes before the individual well-being, mm-hmm. and they use a lot of public transit. And so one thing KFC did was they tried to make a bucket of chicken that didn't smell quite so fragrant. Like, even though that's one of the best parts yeah. because it was root. Like they go home on the train carrying your bucket of chicken in front of everybody. 
you're subjecting them to the smell. And even if it's good smell, that's not polite. So like they came up with like they had a container that was better about it. They did something with the chicken to make it less fragrant initially. It was designed, I think, to be reheated because you take it home and put mm-hmm. it in the oven and then it would it would then be fragrant. So KFC got way into like the science and everything in order to help promote their KFC for Christmas and make sure that it was polite enough. Because it's enormous there, by the way. Good. Oh, yeah. Like I've seen and it's it almost uh, it almost uh, is unbelievable. So, yeah. So that that's that was again, I've always I've always heard about that and doing the research. I was like, oh, well, turns out. Ode the Joy, Beethoven's uh, Ninth Symphony, very popular during Christmas there. Another unusual Christmas tradition is that Tokyo Disney gets an abundance of of, uh, tourists that day because of the light celebration. Because, you know... I bet that's awesome. Yeah, because uh, Disneyland's renowned for all their lights and fireworks. So for Christmas, it's becoming a tradition for people to go to Disneyland to watch their um, their uh, light show. I, I I'm, I'm sure Disney's stoked. I'm sure. Now here's a here's an interesting part, right? Uh again connects to you and your Christmas tree and keeping it up too damn long. On the 26th, Japanese people don't fuck around. The decorations come down hard and fast. They are done because New Year is a much bigger deal. Than Christmas. Yep. So That's they fair. they gotta get rid of Christmas overnight, and then they gotta get ready for the new year. I mean, it seems like those last two weeks of of December in Japan seem to be a very good fucking time. You have a second job. <laughs> <laughs> very industrious people. Very much. Oh man. But yeah, I just wanted to mention these countries because again, like we don't have all the time in the world to go through these now. Uh, that was a good way to do it, I think. It's cool I think so, too. To see a lot I of think those so, places. too. The one thing I want to talk about very quickly is Christmas products. So we talked about this, right? And I said, what is it that that helps drive this Hallmark holiday to, to make people spend the billions of dollars that, that they spend every year on this type of thing? So I, I asked you to come up with some stuff that, that you feel like is very Christmassy. And like I think we both talked about like the Coca Cola cans with like the bears, you know, like very seasonal and specific to that to that time. Yeah, and it's kind of evolved too because they. I remember one of the most memorable from my childhood like Santa Claus depictions was like the on the Coca Cola can. You know? Oh yeah, Ru- ruddy cheeked, red nose, cheeky smile, always drinking a Coke because. That's his preferred. And you know, he right. didn't want milk, really. I think I think it eventually turned into the bears, huh? And they got rid of the Santa Claus. I think they got more. Yeah, they got more into like the the bear as being the. Although I remember, I remember, I, I wonder. It had to be in the nineties. I remember uh, an Olympics, a Winter Olympics, obviously, where the Coca Cola like bear, the ad came on so much, like it was just he was sledding and he was you know doing all kinds of winter things and celebrating with a Coke. So would you say that a polar bear does winter things or a polar bear just does polar bear cold things? Well, you know, there's got to be some kind of summer thing that they do, to be fair. I feel like they do the same thing because aren't they just always in ice? <laughs> uh, they go places. They, they're excellent swimmers. Like They go to other islands and stuff. Like yeah. it's actually very uh, interesting. You know what? Maybe we might need to do an episode. <laughs> <laughs> We've just slowly become the Discovery Channel. 
<laughs> I mean, if they if they can do all that legwork for us, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, why not? But yeah, but for me, I always think of a couple things, right, for Christmas. I always think, and I'm not a fan of eggnog, but eggnog is a thing, right? Because that's, I didn't grow Same. up with it. I didn't grow up with it. We Latino people, we grow up with like pozol and like, you know, those type of, but yeah, but it, it the equivalent of that, like, you know, with rum and like, you know, milk and raisins and stuff like Clearly that. Clearly superior. Clearly. Uh, gingerbread anything comes out in in December, right? I uh, I appreciate a gingerbread cooking. I appreciate the flavoring, but I'm like, I don't miss it the rest of the year. I'm not gonna lie, but it definitely creates a sense of like, oh, it's it's Christmas holidays. Yeah, definitely does that. That transitions nicely into Starbucks, and they've got ginger. They've got everything, every flavor you want. And honestly, I I couldn't find the specifics on this, but like it used to be more limited. Like those holiday drinks, like it used to be by the time Christmas rolled around, pumpkin spice was gone. Like pumpkin spice had its time in, in like fall and leading up to Thanksgiving and then shortly after. And then then you transitioned into peppermint mocha. I think peppermint mocha is available all year now. And pumpkin spice is this year still available. I don't know when they transit, but like I'm sure someone sat there and said, wait a second. Why don't we make more money? Because these so great. <laughs> in the window. You know, it's funny, though. Peppermint's going, hey, you got some of your spiced you know, mocha on my peppermint. And then the spice mochas are like, hey, you got some of your peppermint on my spice mocha. When are we going to have that together? That fusion? Go all Reese's? Uh, you mentioned peppermint. I've never been a fa- uh, the biggest fan of that mint stuff. Not even the mint stuff, I should say. Peppermint, definitely not the biggest fan. But yeah, candy canes, right? Flavored candy canes come out in Christmas. And for the most part, eh. eh. You know... You mentioned that, and I just had another childhood memory. So we got to go on a lot of field trips because being homeschooled, you didn't have just you only go on field trips when there's specific when there's a budget for in the school. Right. We um, our little homeschool group like organized these and like being a school, you know, places would still, you know, you do the whole like hey, you can come on a field trip. So we got to do the big ones that like annually we went to uh, SeaWorld, like on the day that they do that for schools. Um, but we also got to do like I went uh, several times. There was this little candy shop. It was in Ranch Cucamonga, and I don't remember where because I was a child and location meant nothing to me. Logan's Candy Shop, and we'd watch them make candy canes because they have this big glass window. This thing you could see it from the street, you know. And so you'd go in and you'd watch them like the hook and they'd pull and roll and 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 shape them. And they had all the different flavors. Like they had root beer. I would always get a root beer candy cane because that's what I did loved root beer we did that several you know you do it right in around the holidays sometime in december probably early but uh i saw them on uh they got some uh, spot on tv recently i think within the last couple of years and i was like i used to go there as a child and watch that's cool so that was neat yeah that was my big i wasn't i do like mint things but like peppermint is not my favorite of the mint family and candy canes themselves it's just you know that was like on the on the totem pole of candy you're a kid yeah you're gonna eat it it's candy but it's not like it's It's not not, preferred yeah it's not preferred exactly i don't know what a mistletoe is and i don't know what happens to them after christmas so i know that somebody makes a billion dollars every year on somehow using mistletoe for something but again i've never seen a tree i don't think i've ever seen a real mistletoe in you know in, in with my own very eyes and i don't know what happens after christmas to them no idea on the mistletoe. Yeah. 
You got any insight on me there, white man? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I was just sitting here thinking that I don't. I couldn't actually like if my life depended on it and someone put a few plants in front of me. I don't think I could accurately identify the mistletoe. Okay, good. Like, I, I thought it was just me because I'm like, what? No. Because there's, there's, there's that because there's that because there's that whole like you know uh, if you stand under a mistletoe you get a kiss that that would have been a great uh, thing to do research on like where the hell does that come from but no time for that because mistletoe is there and gone it gets even less time during the season right it yeah. liter- it literally gets like a week of 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 uh, of acknowledgement right because it's just like during the Christmas parties it's pretty much it right. Here, here's a headline. Mistletoe isn't romantic when it's in your trees. It's a parasite. There so apparently go. it's one of those plants. It's probably some kind of weed. It's probably in the, some kind of weed family. There you go. Uh, we'll put it's that. It's an evergreen parasitic plant that grows on. So it grows on evergreens. Oh, okay. I wonder. But it's it, it's a plant that's living off of another plant. That's not romantic at all. No. And, and again, we have too many things to cover to dive yeah. deeper into this. This is this potentially yeah, no. is a, this is a just, mullet that's episode. That's all you get. It's a mullet episode. If we can find some <laughs> an aficionado on the mistletoe, please uh, reach out to us at Pop Culture Hangfire. And I think the only the, the other thing is decorations, right? Obviously, the Christmas lights, the Christmas they blow up during Christmas. You never see them again. Now, obviously, like uh, Halloween has a season for that too, right? For the Halloween decorations, but I think Christmas tops it because they stay up longer. They they have a longer shelf life than um, than than uh, Halloween. Now, you mentioned hot chocolate earlier, and I hadn't thought about it, but hot chocolate should be a year-round thing, but it seems to now kind of like be in the in the orbit of Christmas, huh? Yeah, I think, I think that's just the natural inclination. People have to be a little more indulgent around the holiday, right? Like, mm, I didn't think if you're that. trying to create an excuse for yourself to get up in the morning and drink chocolate... It's probably a little easier to be like, eh, it's Christmas. It's the holidays, you know? I'm not eating all those candy canes that are everywhere. Why can't I drink some chocolate? The superior celebration. Oh, I didn't think about that. Because I, I I find myself drinking hot chocolate throughout the year. I just sometimes... Oh, yeah. Anytime, anytime that I'm, I want something hot and I'm not doing coffee and I, I want it sweet, though, like, yeah, that's... Yeah, but I think... I think... Uh, I think... Christmas has put it in its orbit, and I think it, it kind of sucks for hot chocolate, because I think at a certain point, it was an everyday drink. If you were lucky. If you were lucky. So, the other part of, of you know, things that you only see around Christmas, and, and it's changed over the years, because I remember Christmas specials on TV being a thing. You know, like, you looked forward to it. Sometimes a network would have a Christmas special, right? Yeah. Or or a or a, a a specific brand or a variety show would have a special a particular a particular IP. <laughs> <laughs> but now, and I mean, I would say from the '80s on, I think almost all comedies, dr- drama-ish TV shows, right? What 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 other type of show would you say has a comedy uh, has a has a Christmas special? Cartoons definitely have Christmas specials. Honestly, you get into like even some of those like uh, more reality based. Like I can't I can't think of the category you'd put something like MythBusters in, for example. Oh, like those kind of right. shows. Also, like they sit there and say like, let's do a holiday thing. You know, like let's. Actually, I just literally binged the uh, the blown away one, the one with the with the glassmakers, the Christmas special. Oh, I totally watched there those five episodes in in two days. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So TV shows now though they'll usually it's usually separate from the storyline right because it's a standalone episode 
It usually just keeps the main cast in it. There's no continuity. And usually it's like a season finale, huh? Like it has, it, it, it tends to finish the season. But I remember like, like, you know, Charlie Brown Christmas and Garfield Christmas and like the Chipmunks Christmas, the Muppet Christmas, you know, Pee Wee Herman's Christmas special. And, you know, I won't take this from you, but obviously the Star Wars, the infamous Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> but yeah, I remember them being being more about about an event as opposed to like, if your show is airing during that time, you're going to get a Halloween episode, you're going to get a Thanksgiving episode, you're going to get a Christmas episode. Yeah, it depends on the show too. I think it depends on how uh, episode dense, like if a show has like, a lot like if you have a season with like you know 20 episodes or if you have a season with like you know nine episodes what you're gonna get you might get one holiday one but no but know? also depends on the type of show i don't remember the sopranos or breaking bad having the christmas episode <laughs> right right but like you no, know i was thinking like scrubs like had, friends had, we like, had all the holidays like seinfeld all those I, re- yeah. I i still remember like the 30 rock you know like uh luda christmas and you know i remember like the simpsons episode where they got santa's little helper like, yep. you know, certain episodes stick out, but but for the most part, like, if you have a TV show, you're bound to have... A, I'm pretty sure ER had hard Christmas episodes, you know? I'm, I'm sure, too, the metamorphosis of things, because a lot of the ones that were Christmas specials are now just your classic. Like, I have the, the DVD special that has all the, you know, Frosty the Snowman, so, Little Drummer Boy. Great segue, Gabe. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about those, right? Let's talk about the... The things that you've turned into traditions over the years, right? Um, first, let's go into songs, music that, and let's do like a top five of like your go-to Christmas songs. Okay. And so, and, and I'm curious because I think, and, and especially because I have two categories for this, because of how we came up, I want, I'm really curious about what your list is. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, I think I've managed to to merge uh, my uh, adult and childhood into into what, a fusion here in the music category. So I think my favorite song for Christmas is God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Jesus and Christ, I have never heard of this. <laughs> and I have, so I have a Christmas playlist that I, I named God Rest Ye Metal Gentlemen. And <laughs> I have about seven or eight versions of God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen on there s- scattered throughout. So the the very opening track on that playlist is August Burns Red doing their instrumental cover. And I have to say, you can hear so if you if you play that song, I think initially it was a much slower. I mean, I'm actually not not 100% sure of the history here. I just I enjoy the song. Uh you hear a lot of slower like kind of renditions. I prefer like the up tempo. Yeah, so, I don't know. I just like that song. So I looked this up real quick. Everybody does a cover of it. I might not know it by the oh, name, yeah. but I might not know the song. So everybody, I'm t- we're just going to take a quick little pause for me to listen to like the first 30 seconds here. You're already smiling, Gabe. <laughs> okay, nope. Don't That's recognize it. Well, I mean, when we get to my list, we'll talk about that artist. Uh yeah, um, no uh, no idea. Never been on my list ever. So that's just I, I honestly that's that one I can't song. explain why I can't explain why, but that is like my favorite Christmas. Like I have to like restrain myself from like putting it on too early and annoying people. 
because I'll start listening. Like before Thanksgiving, I'm already starting to think like, ooh, it's getting to Christmas music that I, that I want to listen to. And I'll do it in private, but I won't subject anybody to my Christmas uh, all right, playlist all right. until after Thanksgiving. I'm, I try to be uh, Oh my God, respectful. this is a great start to your list. Let me get you number two there, buddy. <laughs> um, after this, I don't know, even know the order I would put these songs in. I honestly could have come up with way more than five. I have five plus an honorable mention okay, I got on the my same. list. I got the same. I like Carol of the Bells a lot. You are traditional as hell with these songs. Yeah. Um, and that one, I, I just, again, like, I don't know. I just, there, I think for the most part, it's all by feel. Like, it's just these melodies that make me feel festive. And again, a lot of this probably is rooted in my childhood somewhere, whether I realize it or not. Like, we would have listened to a lot of um, church music. We'll get a little more into stuff you'd sing in church here coming up. Um, but, like, I always liked that part. Like, Mass for Christmas was way more fun than the rest of the year. You know, you had all the decorations up. Uh, you had all the singing. As a kid, being up, being able to stay up late when you got to be able to go to Midnight Mass on Christmas Eve. So, you know, like, it was it was a much more uh, fun experience. The next song I have is Jingle Bell Rock. Okay. All right, finally. So, yeah, we, we just, uh, that's just a classic Christmas song that, you know, I like, I don't think there's any particular reason other than that, that would come on the radio. And it's just, it's just a, it's a feel good song. Definitely. I agree. Uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Wow. We have very different lists. <laughs> <laughs> um, and here's the thing though. I have the entire uh, Bad Religion cover album. Oh, in my nice. And they cover all of these songs, I think. Well, they don't do Jingle Bell Rock. They do Hark the Herald Angels Sing. They do God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. They do all the traditionals, up-tempo and punk. And their versions are some of the best. Like, that's some of the, the best. So I like I like modern renditions of those, too. Like, okay. I, okay. I, I maybe grew up with the more church version of Hark the Herald Angels Sing, but Bad Religion can take it any day. Walking on the air, walking in the air, I'm sorry, from the snowman. Oh, which is like, nice. That's going to come I, into later on in my conversation. Yep. And it's going to come into some other stuff I'll be talking about. But like that song, like goes way back as a little kid. And I remember the first time I heard Nightwish do their okay. cover of it. Right. And like just that feeling of just being taken way back, you know, and all the memories. Cause I hadn't heard the song for like years. And then, so like, that's, that's obviously in the playlist too. And that's just that's just nostalgic as hell for me. Okay, and for the last song I'm going to talk about, not that this is the last song on my list or that I listen to, um, I've got a, uh, a satirical pick from uh, the Colbert Christmas album, which I was disappointed this year. It's uh, it's no longer on Spotify. I don't know if it's part of a copyright thing or or whatever. But um, have I got a present for you from Toby Keith? Is uh, has become an annual listen for me. And I'm going to guess that's probably dirty, huh? It's not dirty. It's just, it's very much like America's number one and Christmas is under attack ah, and they're trying gotcha. to make it a secular holiday. And, you know, and, and Santa Claus is basically Uncle Sam. You know, it's very, it's very funny. Oh, okay. So I got to tell you, my list is, I wouldn't say modern, but definitely not so tied to those traditionals, to those, uh, standards as as i think i'd like to call them so i will say this my honorable mentions right anything being crosby christmas is i mean it's a given right let it I, I, right it, anything being that's cr that's christmas right there that is christmas right but 
Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Christmas All Over Again is my honorable mention. I think it's a it's a modern day classic and it trumps any song I will ever pick or anyone else ever picks. But it never makes it into my top five because it's Tom Petty and it just it's a different place for me and Tom Petty. Uh, so I, he he can't be part of a list. He is Tom Petty. So fair. So number one for me, and it's because of the movie Die Hard, Von Mon- Von Monroe's Let It Snow. The the song at the end of Die Hard when it kicks in. I love that fucking song. And it's it's it that always makes me feel like it's Christmas time. So I will say that. Now, Christmas time is here from the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. I, I, again, it's one of those songs where I'm like, if I hear it, I know it's Christmas. I know I'm safe and it's, it's okay to go outside. It was written by a man named Vince uh, Guaraldi or Guaraldi. Uh, and it's a beautiful song. Stone Temple Pilots did a cover of it in 1994 for the Almost Acoustic Christmas for K-Rock. And it is just as wonderful as you can imagine. So I love that song. That sounds amazing. I love that song. Wham! Wham's Last Christmas, dude. It's <laughs> If I hear that song, I know it's Christmas time. I absolutely love that song. It's a beautiful song. Beautiful song. My fourth pick is Run Rudolph Run by Chuck Berry. I think, you, I think that Christmas, kind of like you with the metal, it should be upbeat. It should be fun. It should not be that choir, that, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when music is religious? Um, I think it should definitely be more celebratory. And like some of that choral kind of singing and, and style sounds a little bit too somber or rigid in its presentation. So, yeah. So I, I do believe that 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 um, sometimes Christmas music is 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 too too tied to religion and too tied to spiritual and divine. And, and I love a good old fashioned rock and roll version of a song and classic rock and roll like Chuck Berry makes a cool Christmas song, you know? Uh, so run Rudolph run uh, is, is one of my favorites. I love that. It gets me into a mood. It can be the beginning of a great playlist when you think about it and the songs that follow. Now, because of my Latino roots, I got to give it up to one of my Latino brothers, Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. I think it's, again, a classic that everybody and their mother should listen to. Released in 1970. Timeless. It's timeless. It's definitely timeless. Um, you know, and again, again, it's one of those songs that like it uh, crosses boundaries. You know, it it jumps borders, you could say, because everybody in any in any language no, can sing along no to wall that song. Keep it back. Anybody can sing that song and does. So I love that. So that's my list. And again, comparing it to yours, it is night and day. <laughs> Which is funny because like you got like songs that go back to like the 70s and stuff, but like but back to the 1870s. I know. You you took it you took it hard. Um and then we'll end the podcast, uh the, our Christmas episode with our top five Christmas movies. Now, I will go first. I will go first this time because I'm very curious about yours. And mine's will go by quick just because I feel like I'm going to have very, I'm going to be very generic in mine. I'm going to be, be some overlap, I'm sure. I, I, there might be, but I, I'm, I'm definitely uh, very basic when it comes to my Christmas movies, I feel like. So you mentioned Walking on Air, right? My top five is The Snowman. 
It's a movie that every Christmas I watch. I did not find out in, about this movie I- until the last decade. I didn't know it existed. I was in Finland celebrating Christmas, and it is everywhere here in Christmas. I was like, what is this? And ever since then, like, you know, I have been watching this little British, um, was it, is it a half hour or 45 minutes? Yeah, it's it's actually really short. Like it's, I, I remember being like thinking back on that as a kid and being like, it felt like it was longer. And you're just like, oh my god, this is it's like an episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, British uh, 1982 animated uh, movie based on the Raymond uh, Briggs book, and like you said, with the accompaniment of Walking on Air by Howard Blake, uh, it's a it's a cute, beautiful, perfect Christmas movie. It's so good. I, I have I watch it every Christmas. With no uh, spoken dialogue, none from whatsoever. The characters. There is an introduction by somebody, but it depends on where you watch it. If you watch it in Britain, it was different. If you watch it in the States, it was David Bowie. But yeah, and they made a part two, Snowman and the Snow Dog, which not a lot of people talk about because it wasn't very good. I've never seen it. Second Christmas uh, movie that I watch every every year, uh, fairly modern compared to to the original. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, that Ron Howard, Jim Carrey version. I think that's a phenomenal movie. I think it's a great Christmas movie. There was a... Jim Carrey nailed it, first oh of all. Oh, my God. He was just amazing. And there was something... I remember... Uh, I can't remember the specifics. There was some issue. I don't remember if it was with the makeup or that. It was very stressful for him to do that movie. Like he had to be in. There's a lot of oh, cosmetic work that went I think in, it was like, like four to six hours, like just getting very, makeup on every day to then do a you know eight hour day, and then two hours to take everything off. Yeah, I think the uh, where he he rips the uh, the tablecloth out too, and mm-hmm. then knocks everything over. That wasn't he wasn't supposed to successfully pull off the getting the tablecloth. <laughs> he was supposed to knock everything over, and he managed to yank it out and, and leave all the stuff, and then he just knocked it off after because he figured like I gotta. And they decided to keep that in because it was funnier. But he was supposed to just yank everything off the table. That's fantastic. But yeah, that's my number four. Number three, again, modern classic, Elf. I think uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Vince, not Vince Vaughn, uh, what's his name? John Fabra created an instant classic. Uh, they didn't know they were doing it, but Bob Newhart, everybody. That movie is so, so good, man. Like, Again, near perfect movie. Nothing wrong with that Christmas movie. Uh, number two for me is the Charlie Brown Christmas special. It's not a movie; it's a special. I don't care. It's fantastic. I love it. Love I'll watching. Tell you that. what, I felt real bad about not having like room on my top five for all the Christmas specials that I love, and then I realized that they can be in their own category because they're technically <laughs> Christmas, Christmas specials. specials. And so. <laughs> So yeah, so I can just I can I can group them separately. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm throwing it in there because I do watch it every Christmas. I oh, think yeah. it's, it's a it's a gorgeous uh, film. It's what from the 1960s, late 50s, early uh, 60s, 65, 65. Okay. And again, when I said I wasn't lying, my list is very basic. I think Die Hard is the greatest movie, <laughs> greatest Christmas movie of all time. <laughs> 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 Only to be beaten by Die Hard too. The next <laughs> Christmas movie of all time. I, I look. I watched. I've watched Christmas movies like Home Alone, Jingle All the Way. Like those are great movies. They really are. It's just Die Hard. I think it's. Uh, I think 
and and I know a lot of people. It's like Gremlins. People are like, no, that's a Christmas movie. That totally takes place in Christmas. Gizmo is a Christmas gift. I mean, no. Uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It will always be a Christmas movie. And it's uh, the greatest Christmas movie ever. That's all. That's my list. All right. All right. Uh, there's quite a bit of overlap for us. So my 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 number one, um, because of just because of how much I like it, is Elf. Oh, because okay. I think I think it puts everything together from like because it, it does the Isle of Misfit toys like they got everything kind of <laughs> they managed to kind of catch everything and also add to it in in a way that doesn't take away like it just it just kind of captures Christmas for me and ever since I first watched that movie that's an annual like I, I will absolutely watch that during Christmas without fail so that's my number one the rest of them like it's hard to pick an order I put it at number two I put Die Hard because <laughs> obviously because we're basic bitches gabe <laughs> well hey you know at least we fall on the correct side of the debate on it being a christmas movie it definitely is bad santa really that made it to your top five and here's the reason right it's not because it's that great of a, a movie it's funny and the first time i watched it i think we couldn't stop laughing but my dad and i watched it one year it was his idea to be like this is what we're going to do um it was obviously during christmas time I was visiting my dad and he was like, let's watch that. And and my dad absolutely busted a gut watching and we laughed so much. And that's the reason I love that movie is because of that time spent with my dad and because of the emotions involved. And so watching that movie every year is like, I'm celebrating Christmas with my dad, even when I cannot physically be there. So that's my, so I love that movie forever for that reason. All right, that's my, um, it's that, a ridiculous movie. That's my Norbit huh, with me and my brother. <laughs> <laughs> um the snowman which i also sat there and was like it's not really a movie in the sense that it's but like and it, i it's funny because i remember being a very little kid and watching that and it felt very magical like i loved things that were like fantastical like that as a kid um with no explanation or other world building necessary it just imparted the feeling you know with the flying and all that stuff it just it felt so magical and also, I think I really like the fact, because I'm, I'm a Southern California kid, and snow is not a thing that you, you know, snow was very much like, you would go visit snow somewhere, maybe, mm. but like, you didn't have to deal with it. So snow felt very holiday, very seasonal, very wonderful. Um, living in snow is is much less so. But I, I think that was made it extra special for me, is that this whole like, concept of like, wow, like, can you imagine actually being able to build a snowman, and then and then he's your buddy? You know, it's funny, so, though, like that captured you as a child that captured me in my mid 30s. <laughs> right. And here's the thing. So as a very little kid and then completely lost from like my teenage years through my 20s, you know, until my late 20s, probably when I read like when I heard maybe mid when I heard uh, Nightwish is and I was like, is that from do I know why were they covering? And then I'm, and then I'm just like, I got to find that again. And so now I think I, I'm sure somewhere I have a physical copy, but I also bought a digital copy of the snowman and I have no trouble. Like, I'm happy to buy it. I, I own it multiple ways. Cause I just, I want to have it there. So fun fact that is still the, one of the most popular uh, Christmas movies in the UK and Finland specifically. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that because like here it's like most people, if you talk in America, like to most people, like they're oh, not yeah. going to, they may have heard the song somewhere at some point, maybe, but that's as far as that goes. And then it's a wonderful life. I knew I knew you were gonna have it's a wonderful life or miracle on thirty fourth. So miracle on thirty fourth. So much like you, like I, I've seen a lot of them now. As a kid, I didn't see Home Alone that much or the um, 
what's the a christmas carol uh shoot your mm. eye out you're shoot your eye out i'll shoot your eye out boy that got violent um jingle all the way is hilarious i like it jingle is. all the way now it's just a great because movie. of arnold got to go counter to hit a lot of his usual he got to be so silly yeah and he really loved kids like working with kids like he loved to do something that was a children oriented you know he's a big action star but so a lot of these like other like people's like traditional like home alone super big for people <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street. I didn't see that. It's a Wonderful Life was like when I was a kid, that's what my mom mom would put on. Like that's the one she like, that was our Christmas kind of movie. And I'm sure because of a positive message and, you know, an angel and religious, you know, nod. But uh, I, again, I, I, as much for the feeling, like it's a good movie. Um, if it wasn't for that, it was my childhood thing. I don't think it would be in the top five. I think I'd probably, I'd probably put something put something else but it, it just evokes that kind of childhood nostalgia yeah it doesn't do it doesn't do anything for me uh just because i didn't grow up with it as a kid you know yeah growing up in the 80s as a kid and this uh, you know my mom was not had no traditional things to for us to to watch so it never it never made it to our to our library uh what else you got yeah, there you go. as far as uh, so anything, that was anything else uh, that's related I mean, the only other thing I'd say is that, like, I'm going to throw throw a nod to all of those classic Christmas specials, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, Mickey Mickey's Christmas Carol, which at this point, when we're recording this, which is obviously prior to the 24th, is the is the how I started my my watching season was the Mickey uh, Christmas Carol. I'll, I love all of those too. I got those on on DVD, and I'm, I'm very I'm very excited every year to bust out the the the, the claymation and the. You know, I, I I was never a fan. Like I've watched them. I've watched the Rudolph one. I've watched those. I'm a fan of the claymation and the artwork because of what it did for for you know what inspired our current artist. Yeah. But never, I never got in my way to look for those. Like Jack Frost, none of that. Nope, doesn't do a thing I'm, for me. I'm picky. I don't like Jack Frost. And again, I think my childhood. So Jack Frost and uh, what's Little Drummer Boy. I like the art, but like I'm not super into like. But Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and then the animated Frosty the Snowman were like big as as a kid. Those ones we saw like pretty much every year. Like you caught them on TV if you were you know if you were lucky. If not, maybe you'd get you know you'd rent the the VHS. But yeah, okay. So no, that that they deserve it. They definitely deserve a shout out. It, it just um, it was never was never something that I I go out of my way to watch. But. It's very surprising to hear that you have like a DVD collection of all these movies. Like I, I just will rent them or I will buy them when the time comes. Uh, except for the Snowman, I actually have a DVD of that one, an actual DVD. Deserves it. Uh, but uh, all the other ones, I'm like, I know I'm going to find Die Hard. I know I'm going to find Elf. I know I'm going to find all these other movies. So it's not even like a big deal to me. But if if uh, yeah, but definitely like the songs, you know those 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 are. Uh, affect me in a different way just because you know, music music in general just uh puts me in a different mood than a movie does like it's easier i think it's just because it's easier to to uh grab music and make it play rather yeah. than a movie or a, or a dvd like it takes a lot more effort as an adult yeah like out of that list of movies i don't always get like elf's pretty much the one that i make sure to see and bad santa i'll usually at least have on in the background at some point if nothing else um because you don't have to watch as much to get to what's going on but the the music i i will hear i will go through my playlist like 
countless times throughout the the season the movies it's the time you know as an adult it's much harder to like make the time to sit down and say i'm gonna watch and pay attention to this i can throw on the music while i'm cooking while i'm cleaning while i'm doing anything around the house very true yeah i've definitely gone through all my christmas songs already and it's you know not even like halfway through december so yep all right so thank you everyone for listening to our christmas special uh do we have anything anything to 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 close it off with like besides you know and chris merry christmas to all ho 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 i i don't know if we have anything else to say i mean did, did we even think about a closer i don't think we did nope i'll put some bells at the end i'll be like clink 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 <laughs> yeah and you could just imagine that we're holding up mistletoe even though none of us know what that looks like i am 99 sure i'm not sure what mistletoe looks like but i'm pretty <laughs> sure that mistletoe is probably deadly from what we've read well, it's, it's bad if you're a tree, it sounds like. Yeah, I feel like if it's bad for a tree, it's probably bad for a human. I'm just going to put it out there. Because I th- was, it, was it the Batman movies that was like, no, that was a kiss. Hey, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful Christmas or holiday. And, uh, and you know, <clears throat> we'll see you next year. Or we'll hear you. You'll hear us next year. You know what? We're going to work. We'd love it. to hear you. You would love to hear you. Thank you, Gabe. <laughs> Have a good one.